So I'm not gonna lie, it sucked all day yesterday having to deal with snow. Yes. That I know Big Kev had to worry about. But waking up to a trailer. Yeah. No, nice. I, I, I actually kind of nice. I saw I saw a cloud yesterday. Shut up, really? So yeah. I mean it wasn't a great day here either, I'm just saying. Did it send people like scurrying <laughs> and rushing to the supermarkets and to the gas stations? No, not no, not really. No. Oh, okay. Did, did they need milk and bread? <laughs> they, don't, they don't. They don't. really do that here for French toast. They gotta have a French toast on your on your snow days. But all in all, a good good way to kind of start the week. Yeah. Right. I didn't. I didn't mind it. I'm not gonna lie. I totally almost forgot that we had to record today, <laughs> just because <laughs> I, since I was off, I took a day off from work. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's it's Monday. I don't have to worry about you know, I have to get the, kind of more of the prep stuff together. No, not so much. Today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. At the time of this recording. Yes. So there's a thing. And um, Big Kev, what are you munching on? Organic animal crackers. They're organic, which, as you know, means healthy. So I can eat them. But do you have to eat them during the show? Yeah. No, you don't. Yo, I I'll do my best to, you, you know, keep my chewing to the side. So you say. Uh, boys, welcome to episode 568 of Geeks Up TNG, the one we have not properly named yet. We'll work on it. Something will show up. Definitely. So, Sandwich, that is your responsibility of the day to get everything going. Um, Big Kev, how's everything going out in uh, Hawaii and everything? How's everything on your end? Did you have to shovel yeah. your driveway? Uh, No. No. In fact, I I barely remember snow. At this point, you know, probably not too far off on that one, honestly. Yeah. I heard you guys got some, like four inches or so. I think in this area, it was about maybe six to seven inches yeah. near me. I don't wow. know if it was any less near you. It's about the same, probably. Okay. And I know up near, uh, uh, like up near the Tony Soprano house, they got about 10 inches over there. So, wow. You know, fun times. Fun yeah, times. A healthy Just dusting. No. It is what it is. Uh, I, I don't will... think that's a dusting, sir. No, it definitely was not. A healthy one, I said. I will say on uh, Black Friday, I treated myself. Ooh. Got myself a nice chainsaw. Nice. Not going to lie. Had a lot of fun. Not your <laughs> typical Black Friday purchase, but it was a total win at the exact same time. It was a fun Now, did you, did you cut down enough stuff that you could create a fence in your backyard so so Monty would have somewhere to run around and play while while we conduct serious journalism? Or whatever it is that we do here. Well, Monty usually sits in his seat when yes. we do our serious journalism. Rocky, on the other hand. Rocky, that's what I meant. Wow. Uh, Rocky, Monty. <laughs> that's kind of Rocky, up right Monty. There. Someone I... needs to run around. All right. You, well, you need, you need something. Maybe you do need that nourishment to help the brain food, you know, the brain power and everything to See? put something together. All right. I'll give you that one. Um, so some house cleaning notes, guys, just really quickly. Uh, we have our lovely Patreon that I'd like to pimp out, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. Uh, for one month, you're able to uh, get a hold of uh, our Discord, which is lots of fun, lots of conversations going. Of course, today it was uh, a bit about uh, Black Widow. Uh, for $3, you get the show early, usually Tuesday nights, and you get an early sneak peek at the prep sheet. For $5 a month, you get the weekend bonus shows, and you get the vintage shows. Of um, And I'm going to pop right in there and, and talk about... I'm still going through the vintage shows. Mm -hmm. I just hit episode 
I think it was 18, and I think it's that episode is the origin, uh, the origin rather of OG as a nickname. Is it? Yeah, I think Mr. Fantastic actually said something like, "Oh, we got Big Kev here and the other guy," and that was the first time that I had ever. And then there was a conversation where other guy was slung around a few times. Okay. So I think that might be the that might be the origin of OG. That might be it. Episode eighteen, yeah. And I'll tell you, it's really. And I said this before. I I, I undervalued, if you will, this as a Patreon bonus. These bon the 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 classic episodes. Mm -hmm. I undervalued them until I started listening to them. And I started, and I'm listening to them on the bonus feed, just like everybody else. And there's a couple of things I noticed. One. There were a number of places where edits should have occurred. Like I, I said something or OG said something or Mr. Fantastic said something. That was the crew back then. Mm -hmm. um, said something and we screwed it up and we stopped, paused, and then said it again. <laughs> and then, so I, with the intention that at some point I think that those corrections would be met, made, those edits would be made. Now, I don't know, you know, which, which kind of makes me wonder – I know these are the original uncut episodes because they have all the proper, you know, they have the proper things in them. So they're definitely edited episodes and they have all the, all the wacky commercials, by the way, that's another treat is all the commercials we used to do for, for different things Absolutely. and how incredibly funny they were. Um, the actual ones, not the fake ones. I mean, the fake ones are funny too, but the, the, you know, like the real ones, I'm like, well, yeah, right. I totally forgot. People used to advertise on our show a bit more regularly than they do now, but uh, that's okay. We'll get all that back. But the point is, is yeah, this, this is a, Again, I mentioned this last week, a snapshot, a time capsule from years and years ago. I mean, we're talking about 06, so like 13-odd years ago. I mean, it really is a time capsule of what was going on in the culture at the time. Mm -hmm. And it's really a time capsule of what OG, Mr. Fantastic, and I were doing at, the, at that time with regards to covering the culture. I mean, we, we did some... Really, really, I think really interesting things back then. I just totally, I'm being re-inspired by listening to those old, uh, those old episodes. And they're also really, really funny. I mean, for, you know, for three guys who are 18 weeks, uh, you know, into, into making a, a show from not knowing anything basically about it, there's some funny stuff in there. So we, we really, I, I, I want to, we need you guys to do like a VH1 behind the scenes. I know, yeah. I, you know, I, well, OG is currently, uh, OG is currently at Disney uh, in Florida, and of course, he reached out to all of us today to let nice us know. Of him. Yeah, to let us know that he was going to Galaxy's Edge, you know, tomorrow, and you know, if there was anything, you know, that he, you know, that we thought we we might want or anything, we should let him know, and be, yeah. maybe leave a voicemail or something like that. Like that's just, you know, yeah, something, just a, yeah, just a report in, you know, maybe a video. You know, yeah. something, well, something. You know, just just saying. But the the point is, is is he's. Uh, you know, I actually plan on talking to him about that when he comes back. I suspect it won't happen until uh, probably in several months. Uh, you know. You mean his VH1 uh, idea? I think when OG and I are in the same place again, um, I'm sure th that doing it live with he and I together, I think, would probably be a better thing. And that'll be a bonus feature as well I mean, for uh, patrons. So yeah. Party
Very, very nice. Uh, anything else you guys want to hit on before we get started here? I think we should just uh, jump right into it. All right, got some well, stuff we got to hit on. All right. A lot of stuff to talk about. Well, around, I'm going to say around 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time today, the first Black Widow uh, teaser trailer dropped. Uh, well, it's being called a teaser, but I felt like it was pretty meaty for what it was. It's just a, it's a full-on trailer. Yeah, what, a what's minute, cheesy about it? Uh, a teaser is like 30 seconds. This yeah, is a legit trailer. Yeah, it yeah. was two, two and change. I think it was like That's a real trailer. 220 maybe. Um, overall, uh, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, feels kind of odd in a sense. I feel kind of the fact that not the fact that we're finally getting a black widow movie is the fact that we're getting it after Endgame, yeah. after she sacrificed herself for the, for the team, for the stones. Um, all in all, I mean, I'm pretty happy. I'm a little eh on uh, the look of uh, taskmaster. Uh, but otherwise like I'm good. I- I'm excited for this. I have to remind myself. Are we myself sure? Of- are we sure it's task taskmaster? Uh, I think that's been pretty much confirmed because okay. I feel like I heard Taskmaster come up a lot before this trailer the, came the out. The bow, the bow would really would indicate that. Uh, I mean, also the look of him. I mean, this could also be like a, a first, you know, his look and change over the course of the movie at the same time. Because uh, it, it looks very different from the promotional stuff that right. leaked online from like, what would have been San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I mean, but but honestly, I mean, what are you going to have? Are you really going to have a guy who's wearing a skull mask and a white cape and cowl? No, no, hood? no. It wasn't that. It was more of a yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like the, the, the comic book look that just doesn't work for real life. No, it doesn't. But the 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 way they kind of had um, uh, who was it in the in the beginning of Civil War? Um, uh, crossbones. Crossbones. Um, like kind of like the way his look almost was in a sense. That because it was really because it's easier to make that costume work in a realistic setting than it is to make uh, Taskmasters work because he just looks silly in my opinion. It would have looked it would have definitely looked silly if they just did like a a hundred percent carbon copy from the comic. Absolutely, um, but I mean they, they I I don't know what we saw online could still be the final version of his look that might still change over over the course of the movie. Yeah. Um we also I, didn't get a, a really good look at him either. I mean it's like 2 seconds worth of look. Exactly. Yeah. I think we got to wait and see on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean trust me. I mean they have my money. I'm I'm going to be ready to see this. And um yeah, I think it's going to be I I think it's going to be a great movie. I just I'm curious how this may tie into future MCU movies. That's the only thing that I'm kind of curious. Sandwich, where does this movie take place? Russia. What time period? Uh, we mean like in the MCU timeline? Yeah. It takes place between Infinity War and Endgame, right? N- no. Oh, no, yeah, it's Civil War. There's an Infinity article. There's, there's, a, there's a prep sheet. Did you read the? Prep? I did, but I just... Uh... It's happening after Civil War, but before... After Civil War, but before, before Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. That makes sense because Tony Stark's not. <laughs> no problem. I'm just trying to breadcrumb you into the conversation. I'm trying to. I was going to say that I forgot it was Taskmaster while I was watching the trailer because I think he looks nothing like Taskmaster. I understand they can't do the comic book outfit, but I think they could have done something more to make you realize his Taskmaster. Like maybe he wears like white clothes or something. Yeah. Something and, to stick and out name- more. Yeah, they may well do that 
like I said, but we only got a two second look at him. So it's hard to, I think it's hard to judge him at this point. Really what we're judging is the face. Yeah. I think because the skull is very tied into that character. That skull face has always been taskmasters thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So I get it. And I'm wondering, you know, like, like Nick said, and like you said as well, I'm wondering if I don't know that we're seeing the final version. Plus, I also don't think we're seeing the full version, and I think the whole thing together. Let's take another example. How about Baytrock from Civil War? Do you remember him, Baytrock? Mm-hmm. Baytrock the Leaper. He's one oh, of Captain yeah, yeah. America's. He's one of Captain America's pretty regular foes in the comic book. Looked nothing like he had no costume at all. Wasn't well, didn't he have like you know, a purple he was just, and orange outfit or something like that? Yeah, he was just. Did he? No, I'm saying in the comic, isn't it all like... In the comics, he does. Yeah, Yeah, he's got that weirdo purple, yeah, right, purple and orange outfit. But in the movie, he didn't have any costume at all. I don't even think he was color-coordinated to his comic uh, counterpart, I don't think at all. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to accept the fact that in order to play in a more realistic universe like the movie universe, some of those things have to be different, you know, like... I just think, it, you, you know, and the most brilliant example of this, I think, is the Asgardians as a whole. You know, I think the way that they transition them from comic book to screen is a is a great example for anyone trying to translate anything from comic book to screen. So I just think we have to wait and see it'd be what, cool. what it looks like all together. I think it'd be pretty cool because I think they did a great job just kind of uh, um, showing Natasha's side of things her point of view with her family whatever kind of goal that they need to try to accomplish here uh so it'd be cool if in the second trailer instead of it being all about natasha to have it a little bit more from the enemy side of things kind of like you know kind of a threat that they're introducing to the mcu maybe because we didn't really see what the threat is per se yeah in this movie we just know that obviously some shit's hitting the fan that they have to address uh so it would be i feel like the next trailer would be kind of cool if we can kind of get more of the the bad guy side of everything um, that's going to be presented. I like David Harbour as an older Red Guardian. I thought it was oh, hysterical. Yeah. Who is basically Russia's Captain America. I thought it was fantastic. At some, at some point, not <laughs> obviously not at the point of this movie, at some point prior to this, that's basically what he, what and who he is. Yeah. So I'm going to be interested to see if they do any backstory with regards to him. But I thought, I thought he looked great. You know what I haven't? Pardon me. You know what I haven't heard about? I haven't heard about any Marvel Legends for this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if this movie's coming in May, they would probably be the next pre-order. Yeah. I would think. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the David Harbour. Okay, yeah, uh, let's move on. New Rise of Skywalker TV spot. Ray controls the stormtroopers. I don't think I saw that one. I did. It was like a. I had to look it up. It's like a little thirty second uh, trailer. My thing is, I'm pretty sure this isn't, wouldn't be something that Luke would teach her. So did she just try it out? Because if she did, that's really dumb. That she's like, let me just try this randomly because I feel like I could. Like it's not. There's definitely training that had to go into that, and if she just in, swim it. In fairness, she didn't even know that she had force abilities when she controlled the Daniel Craig stormtrooper in Force Awakens. Yeah. So, 
is this a natural extension of her trying out those powers? Maybe. We also don't know what happened. I mean, really, it's it's largely out of context because we don't know what sort of training or anything else she receives between the end of Last Jedi and the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. I, I don't so there could be some there could be some gaps there that need to be filled, which might explain more why she's able to do that or why she's trying to do that. I get annoyed with the Mary Sue character she's become where she can just do everything always because she's the best. She's the chosen one. It's so lazy in storytelling. Just let her to have her do everything just because, oh, she's the chosen one. Or well, she might have got a little bit of training, but still, come on. Let's not assume that she's able to do everything simply because they're showing us one or two things she's able to do. Because really, at least that thing with the stormtroopers could be a natural extension of what she did in Force Awakens. So if she has harnessed her power more, and if she has, you know, uh, increased her abilities, you know, in, in certain aspects, then it's entirely possible this could be an extension, that power could be an extension of this one. Or rather, this power, rather, could be an extension of the one that she showed in Force Awakens. So, I don't know. I think we got to... Uh, I think we got to wait and see. I mean, I, I'm not too jazzed about this film either, Mr. Sandwich, but we got to wait and we got to give it a shot. <laughs> nah, I mean, and speaking of giving it a shot, it looks like not a lot of people are giving it a shot because it's currently tracking for a $200 million opening, is that which low is for Star Wars? low. I'm still wondering if, if Mandalorian is going to help bump these numbers up just a smidge. A part of me still feels like it's going to play a small role in, in kind of getting know. people excited. I feel like it is. Um, by the way, Kim, not not on the prep sheet, but we talked about it from the the show last show, uh, talking about the Star Wars script uh, that got posted on eBay. We kept talking about who oh, yeah. we wanted to find out. Uh, uh-huh. And of course, the day, the morning after, I believe we did the show. Yeah, uh, John Boyega. Day, what maybe? John Boyega. He was yep. the uh, he was the culprit. Stepping up, saying that, yeah, that was my bad. I fu- I fucked He'll up. He'll never work again. He'll um, never work again. And it was great. He said that. Uh, yeah, JJ was quote definitely upset <laughs> about everything, but it was de- it was an accident. He says he knew it was there, and just in the in the midst of moving everything, he just forgot about it last second and yeah, shit hit the fan. Yep. See uh, see how uh, John Boyega's career takes off now. <laughs> I had my money on Speaking Poe of the, the, uh, the script. Sorry. I actually had my I had my money on Ray. I, you know, I team. thought maybe she would be the one who, like, you know, I got to imagine that Daisy Ridley is under some incredible pressure here because, you know, if this movie is a tank like Force, like uh, Last Jedi was, I mean, that could have serious effects on her career, couldn't it? I oh, Absolutely. I mean, if you can't make I mean, a Star- she's if you doing can, other if, movies. Yeah, but if you can't make a Star Wars movie work or you're the lead of a Star Wars movie that 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 know, bombs like that's that, that's got to be a big blemish on your on your resume. Yeah, I mean, look how it's affected Aaron or whatever his name is. I Ian Reich, the guy that played Solo in the Solo movie. Yeah, he hasn't done a lot since then. And you know what? That movie was brilliant. That was a movie destroyed by haters, not by bad writing or direction. That movie was excellent. I don't understand everyone's beef with it except for the fact that the hate for episode eight just spilled over onto it. 
Uh, speaking of Mandalorian, Disney Plus unveils its December release schedule. Yes. Ooh, available December 1st, which was Sunday. Henry Hugglemonster, seasons one and two, never heard of it. Miles from Tomorrowland, seasons one through three, never heard of it. Sheriff Callie's Wild West, seasons one and two, never heard of it. Star versus the Forces of Evil, series seasons one through four. That one I've heard of, but I don't know a thing about it, I don't think. Uh, and then we have The Lion Guard, season three, never heard of it. Expedition Amelia, never heard of it. Garfield, which I assume is the Garfield movie. Let me check that right now. Let me log into my account. Glory Road, which is a movie which I think is, um, uh, what's her name? Kate Beckinsale. No, Kate. Which Kate? Titanic. It's the Titanic Kate. Winslet? And, Winslet. and What's that? Winslet? Something like that? Kate Winslet. And I think Glory Road is Kate Winslet and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. By the way, that was Garfield the movie from 2004. Ooh. Got it. Incredible Dr. Pole, season 15. How does it show 15 seasons and I've never heard of it? The, fuck is the Incredible Dr. Pole, Blue Ribbon Kids. The Incredible Dr. Pole, Jingle Poles. Uh, and incredible, the story of Dr. Pole. Who the fuck is Dr. Pole? I have no this idea. I've never heard a, of any of it. Not Geo thing. Oh, okay. Just Like Me, seasons one and two. Never heard of it. Marvel Rising Chasing Ghosts. I assume this is an animated series that I'm also not familiar, uh, familiar with. And also Marvel Rising Secret Warriors Heart of Iron, which I only assume, again, is animated and has to do with Ironheart being somehow introduced into the animated series uh, thing here. Uh, they are both, uh, both of them, yeah, both animation. Uh, December 3rd, One Day at Disney. Don't know what that is, but it sounds like a documentary. Uh, December 5th, Thor Ragnarok. Fantastic. Which I thought was already on there, but okay. Uh, December 6th, The Mandalorian Chapter 5. That's, uh, that's a couple days from now. Yes. High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Episode 5, Homecoming. So I guess that's a Disney Plus series as well that I'm unaware of. Yes. Yep. Encore, Episode 5, Annie, Get Your Gun. I'm not sure what Encore is, but I'm going to look into it because it sounds interesting. Marvel's Hero Project, Episode 5, Mighty Rebecca. I'm not sure what that is either. It's another kid's thing. The Imagineering Story, Part 5, A Carousel of Progress. That's a documentary series, I think, about Disneyland, I think. I thought it was just a creation, uh, creation of Disney as a whole, but I'm not too sure. That could be. It's in my, it's uh, in the, my queue to watch. The World According to Jeff Goldblum, Episode 5, Barbecue. If you have not watched The World According to Jeff Goldblum, it's the so four good. episodes already. You should stop what you're doing, go and put your Disney Plus on, and just watch them. They it's are so good and bizarre, and he is just a lunatic he's in the so, best way. He's so and much fun he, to listen to. He is, and now he's going after barbecue. Oh man, I can't wait. Uh, Forky asks a question: What is love? Oh, baby, don't hurt me. Is, baby, don't Forky hurt me. Isn't Forky the character from the latest Toy Story movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, December December eleventh is Alice Through the Looking Glass, which I think is the Tim Burton 
Alice in Wonderland movie, I think. Quick, everyone hold your applause. December 13, The Mandalorian Chapter 6, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Episode 6, What Team? Encore, Episode 6, Oklahoma. I'm going to find out what this Encore show is. Marvel's Hero Project, Episode 6, Make Way for Jaquiel. The Imagineering Story, Part 6, To Infinity and Beyond. The World According to Jeff Goldblum, Episode 6, is Gaming. Oh, that should be good. Wow. What kind of gaming? Dude, I am so excited for the Jeff Goldblum show. Like I am <laughs> I know. No. I feel Forky bad for anyone that's not giving it a shot. Forky asks a question, what is a computer? Oh. And finally, Spark Shorts. Uh wind. Not sure what Spark Shorts is. So there you go. That's a couple of things to look forward to in the next couple of weeks of Disney Plus. If you don't have Disney Plus, you should immediately go get Disney Plus. So, what's up? My question is: After the thirteenth, are they not adding anything else to Disney Plus, or am I reading that wrong? Maybe that's as far as the schedule as they've released. Yeah. Okay. And that's all we had so far. And when we it's it. entirely possible, being that it's the holiday season, that they will not release anything new until the new year. That's possible. It is. A lot of shows do that. You know, uh, Walking Dead is on hiatus right now. Because they always have a break, and then they come back in the new year, so it's possible. And when is uh, the, Will, what is the when is the new Star Wars movie coming out? Nineteenth, December twentieth. So I wonder if that has I wonder if that plays a role in this actually. Like why they I wouldn't be add, why they wouldn't be adding anything before the Star Wars film. It's, Maybe it's possible. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Uh, what were you don't, saying, Kev? I would I would think it has more to do with the holidays and people, you know being out and about and visiting and, you know, all that sort of thing mm -hmm. and not releasing new stuff during those couple of weeks is usually, that's pretty, you know, typical at this point, I think. True, true. Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yes. Afterlife trailer reportedly set to release this week. Now, here's the thing. I put this on here for two reasons. One, because they, they announced the title for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Which I'm totally cool with. I think it works out a lot better than having just Ghostbusters as just the, the sole name yeah. of the movie. Uh, Three. And at the same time, yeah. And at the same time, I put it on here figuring it's either going to get posted right as we begin recording or right after we finish recording. Because that's, that's usually how it works out when <laughs> it comes to a situation like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be something that uh, if you're in the Discord, I will be talking heavily about because uh, this will be my movie. And I'm, even though I don't have high hopes, I'm I'm hoping I might be wrong. That's all I'm saying. It'd be kind of nice. So are they going to the afterlife to get Harold Remus back? <sighs> don't even. Don't. Come what? on. What? Come on. Oh, come on. He's dead, Dave. <laughs> He's dead. Dead. <laughs> Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, one of my favorite shows from the 90s. Oh, my God. What? I'm sorry. You're moving on. Did you read this article? Yeah, no. I, I read it, yeah. I'm going right. to read this oh, part. Go I'm going to read that. this part. As of late, it has been confirmed that the original Ghostbuster actors are returning for, uh, for Afterlife, at least the surviving ones, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Bill Murray. Ghostbusters actor Harold Ramis, dead since 2014, will get a fitting tribute in the film. Fans expect the usual Easter egg reference to Ramis, like the bust of him in the female's Ghostbusters remake. Uh, but Ghostbusters Afterlife will, will also reportedly revolve around Ramis. Rumor has it 
that the angle that Jason Reitman found into the story was using the death of Ramus's character, Egon Spengler, to introduce Egon's surviving family who pick up the Ghostbusters legacy for a new case. Ramus may even appear in the film in some unused footage from the original Ghostbusters that Ivan Reitman has been teasing. So what you're saying is I might not be that far off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. I mean, there's assumptions, but yeah. I mean. I I actually don't know how I feel about that now. I said it as a joke. I didn't think it'd be real. <laughs> the new the new generation uh, of, of Ghostbusters could include Finn Wolfhard, who's one of the Stranger uh, Things kids. Yep. McKenna Grace, who I don't know who it is, but she's in one of your movies, Nick. Annabelle Comes Home. Yes. Uh, and and other young stars like Oliver Cooper, Sidney May Diaz, and Celeste O'Connor. No idea, mm. but I guess they're they're saying that. Oh no, is this true? What? Mystery Science Theater three thousand canceled by Netflix. Yep. Yep. So here's my thing. I mean, I was and Kev, you and I have talked off mic about this. This is one of my favorite shows from the nineties. Um, but I feel like the, the newer version just, it didn't have the same kind of spunk, like the same kind of feel to the original one. Um, first of all, if you've never watched Mystery Science Theater 3000, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, one of the older episodes. Um, just some guys who just make fun of really bad movies um, before it was the thing to do on YouTube. Yeah. You know, or on social media. You know, and... Uh, a shame. But you know what... This one was very, this version of the show was very like in your face, very fast paced and very, um, I guess like very loud. I feel like that's the only way I can really explain it. Uh, I'm not saying it was a bat. It was terrible, but it just, I preferred the original one over, over the, the Netflix version. I'm not like trying to be a curmudgeon over it. Um, but I will say that the, uh, mystery science theater comic books that came out, uh, I want to say it was IDW. I can't recall off the top of my head. Four or six issues uh, were really good because uh, it was actually easy to re read those books in the um, and while hearing the actors or the the robots' voices uh, and the way they made it edits to it. Uh, it gave you the cues like when they were going to make the jokes the way they would during the TV show, and uh, it made it very easy to understand and it made it a lot of fun. So. If you need your fix, I would definitely check those out. Uh, I picked all of them up, and they were fantastic. So I feel like an issue we're running into right now with like just culture in general mm -hmm. is that we keep trying, we keep trying to like recapture old magic and doing things that worked back then and seeing if they'd work now, which is fine. Nostalgia and that stuff is excellent, mm -hmm. but not everything I feel like is really meant to be done again. Like. Mystery Science Theater is great, but I, I don't know if that's if it's meant to be done again and certain properties that they keep trying to just... No, I see what, I see what you're saying, but also think remember this. When they launch a new show, they have to start from scratch to get people invested into the show. Yeah. This this is a, a, a property that has a court audience. They're actually going to be doing a, an episode. Kev, I actually I forgot to talk to you about this before, too. Uh, they're actually going to be doing a show uh, in Montclair. At a at a theater down the street. I think they're going to be doing that this summer. Um, at the um at the Wellmont. I believe it's the Wellmont. I'm not. A, I just saw the flyer for it. But uh, oh, that's uh, really cool. Are you going to go? Uh, I'm tentatively going to go. Yes, I'm working on it. So uh, that would cool. be nice. Um, uh, 
so yeah, I mean that's the reason why they're giving you a shot. And at the same time, it's not uh, like you're trying to bring back a super super expensive show. Yeah. Great. Granted, there's a lot of uh, practical things going on here. Uh-huh. Um, but the hardest thing, what I would imagine, and again, I'm just total assumption here, is just trying to get the rights for some of the movies that they can bash. Yeah. I feel like that might be some of the, the trickier things uh, at the same time. But we're checking out Mystery Science Theater. Oh yeah. If you've never seen it, uh, now. On a happy note, did either of you boys get a chance to check out the ET commercial from Xfinity? I caught. No, I didn't. I didn't see it yet. I heard about it. It's so good. I didn't see all of it. I saw part of it. There's there's two there's two versions. There's a shorter version and there's like a longer, forty minute version. Four minutes. Four Four minutes. minutes, Forty minutes. Wow. Not forty because that's uh, just Mm -hmm. a sequel. (laughs) That that would be. Um, It hits on all the heartstrings. It's. It's not creepy seeing E.T. coming back in uh, in the show. Um, no, the digital effects, like they actually spent money on this. I don't know exactly how much they might have spent, but I thought it was pretty pretty damn good. It was like the talk around like my office, even for the probably day. not much. <laughs> I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. how much could they spend? Spielberg gave his blessing, which probably means that he didn't, you know, that he didn't charge them anything. They probably they either had to remake the puppet or they have a new one. I'm assuming it's the puppet still, or was it CGI? It was. I, I think it was both. Oh, all right. Well, I'll have to watch it and find out. But even so, that was probably the most expensive part of it. Well, they did have special effects. You know, they 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 definitely had special effects for sure. Uh, but it didn't feel cheesy, and it, it was actually pretty funny, and it almost felt like. A, like, like the sequel to E.T. was maybe like a, a comedy special of uh, Alf, maybe for like four, <laughs> four minutes. Um, yeah, I do want to watch it. I probably will after we're done. Yeah, I, I, you definitely will. And if anyone else gets uh, gets a chance, I highly recommend it. If you didn't, did you guys hear? I forget how long ago it was where they found the um, the hole in the middle of the desert, found of all the E.T. games. Yes, that, that was a documentary. A whole documentary oh yeah, that was a documentary about that. Yeah. Was the, for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, <laughs> the yeah. worst game of yeah. all time. Which yeah, I, yeah I, it's I, it's I, terrible. Go try to buy one. No, oh, I can, bet it's like can, a... no. You can get one for like five bucks. Really? Yeah. Oh, I feel really? Like one in the box? Oh, one in the box. I thought you said just get any kind. I no, don't know. no. From a collectible po- point of view, that they sometimes I've seen them go for really high money at shows. In the box, so, yes. The um, yeah. yeah. Because if you go to Digital Press in, I believe that's Clifton, New Jersey, on Route 46. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you can just you buy a copy, sure. I mean, but I'm talking about like in the box and so on and so forth. What they found in the desert was buried boxes. It was retail boxes of the product, and a lot of the cardboard had gone away already. But you know, the ones that are really sought after, I think, at this point, are the boxed ones. Oh, for sure. You for can sure. get the carts. Yeah. I will say uh, for anybody that has uh, Amazon Prime Video, which I'd imagine is most of America, uh, there are a lot of good video game documentaries on there. Whether you that's like true. them or if you think they're good or not, that's a whole other thing. But there's a whole bunch in there that I think is just kind of intriguing for background noise at, at, at minimum. So yeah. I think the one we most recently talked about was actually about the art of D&D. Yeah, I think we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, like a while we back? we did. Uh, but that, that was, is an amazing documentary. That was much better than the video game stuff that was on there, in my opinion. Well, not that Atari one. That Atari one was excellent. Uh, the the one about the for finding, finding the ET cartridge. You know, like, yeah, 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 that See, was I, I I like I like the uh, I think I like the uh, Dungeons and Dragons thing more. 
Yeah, no, I did too because it's more up my alley. I just thought the Atari one was just excellently done. That was the be- I think that was the better one of all the video game documentaries for for sure there. Um yeah. Um Big Kev, you want to hit on anything else or do you want to hit a go to break right now? We have a we do have a game stuff. Um just just Dom's sister. I wouldn't let you touch her if you're the last man on earth. Hey, hey, hey. He said, do I want to hit on anything? I think you should toss the break now, sir. With that, Why? Monty and Big Kev, we'll take our first and only break on this episode of wow. Geek Stuff TNG, episode of 568, Kevin, Don't Touch My Sister. <laughs> I have photos. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hi, this is Otto from the Pig Roast with Otto and George. You're listening to Super Game Stuff with Coke Logic. Ahoy, hoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> After being exclusive to Microsoft home consoles for as long as existence, the Halo collection is now available on PC. Kinda. While the collection is Halo 1 through 4 and the prequel, Halo Reach, Only Halo Reach is playable now, with subsequent games to be released in time. Almost feels like they couldn't get their shit together once again. As you'll remember, Halo Collection on Xbox was busted from launch, as you could barely connect to multiplayer servers, if at all. So almost in an admission of defeat, it seems like they're taking it slow one game at a time. Which is why you can buy Halo Reach for $10, or all five games for $40, but only have access to that one. So I hope casual Joe Gamer out there reads the fine print. Irregardless, it's Halo in 4K resolution and high frame rates. Reason enough to be excited. Other notable releases this week are Alien Isolation on Nintendo Switch and Terminator Resistance on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And finally, Super Mario Maker 2 is getting an update December 5th, adding new building block elements and enemies to further complicate your death trap level. In addition, they're including the Master Sword, which turns Mario into Link, and suddenly you have new moves like using a sword and shield. Pretty wild. This is Coke Logic signing off for GameStop. I saw the little red sitting there on a log. I asked him his name, and in a raspy voice, he said, Yoda. Why, Hey, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And we are back with this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 568. Don't touch my sister. Watch for changes. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I think we already agreed on the title. I think it's cemented. Uh, you guys don't just, touch my sister. Don't touch Let's, my sister. Don't touch my sister. Really? Yes. The lowest common denominator. Well, unless you can think of a better one for right now, that's what we're going with, Kev. Monty, I have pictures I can share. 
All right, we'll talk off camera after the kid leaves. I'll fucking kill okay. you. <laughs> uh, well, you guys just heard a lovely segment from Coke Logic, another game stuff. Yeah, I had no idea. Maybe he's used this before and I've just missed it. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yes. But he has, he has an Otto and George ID. I mean, that is amazing. I was friends with Otto for like more than a decade and I didn't have an Otto and George ID. Man, that's I envy him on that one. Well, At least got, I don't think I have one. You got weird Maybe Al I Yankovic, do have though. one and it's not it's not produced. That's possible. But don't you have like a weird Al Yankovic one? I mean, that's so pretty. Yeah. Not, oh yeah. Not, not oh, I have some good ones. You got some good ones? Yeah. I definitely do. And speaking of good ones, let's get right into the the hot toy and we'll do the other things. Well, second. hold on. We have a commercial spot that we did. Oh, right. Let's not forget that. All Sandwich. right. Here we go. Make it happen, kid. You just heard from I knew our I should have wrote that wonderful script. sponsors over at Build X Wing. It's buildxwing.com. So, hitting the highlights here, this is the only on the market 118th scale X Wing, which is perfect for your three and three quarter figures. There's a great piece for collectors and diorama guys and just guys who like to see things in scale. Fully detailed and fully realized with things that you never realized you needed, like place for the bombs to go, the X foils going out into attack position. And we're going to, right now, jump right to the Deluxe Edition, which comes with the many fabulous things like R2-D2, who goes boop-boop-bop, and boop, working boop, landing lights, the static Luke, which uh, fits right into the cockpit, although you might prefer a different figure as opposed to a static. It also comes with a fabulous magazine guide, which gives you background and source material that you can uh, all bind together at the end once you're done building the X-Wing. And look through at the end, you know, see the fun little facts about the X-Wing, see all the little interesting tidbits. This is going to be something that once you put it together, you know, piece by piece, and you put it on your shelf, you're going to say, that was money well spent, and I'm glad I did this, because this is the only one, like I keep saying, on the market, the 118 scale. This is a piece you see at a convention and say, holy shit, that looked great on my wall. That looked great next to my Luke. That looked great next to my, my figures. But all the ones on the market right now are either too small or way too big. This one fits perfectly. And, you know, for guys who even aren't even into Star Wars, it's just a fabulous piece to see. You're going to want to get into it. So you could find it online at buildxwing.com or you could reach them on the phone at 877-544-6779. That's Build X-Wing. Oh, that was, that was beautiful. There you go. There you go. Well done. Gorgeous job. Thank you. What was that toy? What toy? Oh, this Monty. This one here. Yeah. Uh, well, the the big Star Wars product of the of the day that we're talking about, Kev, because obviously <laughs> nothing's going to be able to top this, <laughs> is uh, from Star Wars: uh, The Force Awakens. Uh, X-wing pilot at Atsy. No way. Why, why do you have that? Because uh, first of all, he was on uh, sale at Gotham Comics in lovely Caldwell, New Jersey. Oh. And uh, Elo Atsy, I think he's a great uh, uh, character because J.J. Um, Abrams is a big Beastie Boys fan. That's why he had the them in the Star Trek movies. And obviously you can't throw a Beastie Boys song into Star Wars uh, in the same way. Uh, so what happened is um, some folks, they surprised him uh, to... Uh, they, by using the Beastie Boys album "Hello Nasty" as a parody of sorts, they put they just dropped the letters 
in each of the uh, the two names and put Elo Atsi in there, uh, which is also one of my favorite albums of all time. So I figured for two bucks, it was a nice little two bucks pickup as a Beastie Boys fan. That's so not bad. I figured. What hey, uh, sandwich. Yes. Would that figure fit in your your build an X wing? Fuck. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Please, someone take over for a minute while I read. <laughs> I want to say no. I feel like it's too big. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'll go to commercial. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Sandwich. Mr. Sandwich. Yeah. What you're holding in your hand is a three and three quarter Star Wars action figure in the 118th scale. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. As someone who doesn't really do toys, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? I'm just telling. I'm trying to educate yeah, you, son. I appreciate the education. It was, it was. It was the way that we. It was. I like the way how we went down memory lane for me right there, uh, and it just turned into a, a pop quiz for for young sandwich. I like the panic in his voice. Like, oh no. <laughs> well, damn it. Yeah. All right. Now I know. Like that big. Cool. Now you know. I'm gonna try to remember that. I definitely won't next time, but the time after maybe. Proud Anyways. of you. <laughs> Good to know. Proud of Good you. Good to know. All right. Now, as much as this is a highlight of the Star Wars figures that we're going to be talking about today, we have a few more to hit on. As Kev gives me the dirty look on Instagrams right now. Um, no, it just instantly I heard hit on and I immediately went for the, the picture of uh, oh, Sandwich's oh, sister. Okay. That makes sense. Um, bastard child. Listen, let's. Whoa, calm down. Uh, before we get into this uh, this amazing hot oh, toy we have, Master Child, is it? Um, okay. Calm down. Uh, we have some uh, Baby oh. Yoda news, Aww. or Baby Kevin yeah. news, depending on how you want to look at it. It's not Baby Kevin. <laughs> oh well, it is Baby Kevin to some people. Um, yeah. So Entertainment Earth, uh, amongst other uh, people as well, has um, today solicited three. Uh, uh, now they're not calling it Baby Yoda appropriately because it isn't. They're calling it the Child. From Mandalorian, they've solicited three products, two Funkos, and a very strange thing. So let's talk about the Funkos first. So yes, the fun it's a standard Funko of the child from Mandalorian, and it's a ten-inch version of that Funko. So you know the bigger-sized ones, like the Porg that we gave away at New York Comic Con this year, yep. yes. like ten-inch size um, of Baby, uh, uh, not Baby Yoda, the child from the Mandalorian. So those two things have been solicited. Which is what you expected, and he practically looks like a pop anyway. Yeah. I mean, his pop doesn't even look stylized. It looks like just straight up sculpture of Baby well, Yoda. It's like maybe different his, color eyes. I think yeah, eyes are, his are, body's are a little color. smaller, but that's about it. Is, yeah. is the 10-inch um, life-sized? The really <laughs> curious, the really curious one, though, is Star Wars The Mandalorian, The Child, 11-inch plush. Now, all of these are coming in May of 2020, by the way, so... Don't start looking at them for Christmas. However, this one's really strange because this one is being produced by Mattel. Yeah, in fact, this was what we were going over during the commercial break. Yeah, because it it's didn't. Because I thought sense. that might have been a mistake, you know, and that like maybe Entertainment Earth made a mistake and hit Mattel instead of Hasbro. Because I know of no license that Mattel has. I mean, other than maybe Hot Wheels, maybe I'm not even sure about that. But you know, like I know, I know of no license that Mattel holds of Star Wars. 
and several other uh, no. news organizations have it as Mattel as as well. So either I think that that's a huge that's that's bigger news than the plush itself. Why is Mattel producing a Star Wars toy? Yeah. So unless this like, is wrong on everybody's end, uh, yeah. You know, this is just kind of. Do they have a Star Wars plush license? Hold on. That... Maybe maybe you know. Hold on. It's actually listed on the website. Big Kev. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, I'm looking just at do 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 on Disney's website, the directshopdisney.com. It right. says the child plush by Mattel. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that just so, about solidifies it right there. I mean, it, it can't be a mistake in that many different places. So yeah. that's really bizarre. Like. I don't know that Mattel has any license whatsoever to do Star Wars. And if what does this mean? Does this mean Hasbro is losing the license? Because they have a lot of stuff solicited for 2020 that I can think of. So I, I'm wondering what's happening here. And I'm hoping somebody will be able to provide us some clarity on that. I mean, I'll make some inquiries. But, man, that's strange. Yeah, on, on Disney's website, they also have a few uh, The Child t-shirts. Uh, yes, so, they're popping up. Yeah, uh, which I, this is the first time I saw those. But I don't mind the name "the child" for uh, young Yoda, whatever you want to call it. Just easier. The child is the appropriate name yeah. for him because that's what he is. He'll be a child for another three hundred years. <laughs> that is true. Uh, no, that's interesting. We'll see how that plays out for everybody there. Even though it's it sucks the fact that there's not we're not going to be getting any baby Yoda for the child or Kevin. Uh, products for for the holidays for December, but the fact that we got the surprise of Baby Yoda, yeah, is fantastic. It's the same thing uh, as I mentioned before well, off mic, uh, with Baby Groot mm-hmm. when we had the uh, dancing Baby Groot in the pot at the end of the first Guardians movie. Yeah, it's that right. you know how nice does it feel like the fact that nothing was nothing great like that was spoiled and we got to experience it actually in the theater. Yeah, or in this case, it was wherever the hell you were streaming Disney Plus at the time. Um, so I'm okay with the sacrifice, even though Disney's probably gonna be losing tons of money by not taking advantage of it. Um, I think it was, I think it was great that they kept it a surprise and didn't ruin it because it easily could have been ruined. Absolutely. And I, I, again, I think it helped out the brand of star Wars that that surprise unveiling right there. So I think it was a win-win for the, the star Wars team as a whole, as it were. So there's that. Um, Kev, do you want to hit? You want us to? Uh, you want to introduce this next product that we got going on here? Um, I just need uh, just one second. I'm looking for something to share with you, um, Nick. Okay. No, I, it... I know I have something here to share with you. All right, just a photo. With... So, what we got right here, sitting in front of me and Monty, is the R2D2 Deluxe version from Sideshow Collectibles. Well, by Hot Toys collected by Sideshow Collectibles. Wow. This thing is awesome. So this is an R2-D2 with, I don't know how many different parts that you can attach to it, but holy So shit. it's kind of every sort of accessory I think that they've ever done for R2. You know, I mean, every sort of extension. It is ridiculous. That's the extension that they've ever done. Look at this. This is gorgeous. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, no doubt. Look at that Instagram. That's just beautiful. So this is currently still on pre-order. 
at Sideshow. Which I think is a miracle because, you know, usually these hot toys, especially ones that are as in-depth and deluxe as this one, they usually, like, they usually sell out quick. Yeah. Does that light so up, I, too? I find that a little odd. It does. That is so freaking cool. Oh, it is amazing. So, I don't know if I would want it with every accessory or the plain one. Personally, if I were displaying this piece, I like the fact that it has every accessory. Oh yeah, I don't you know. Man. Either because... way, that's a win. This thing is freaking gorgeous. Yeah, I love the hot toys. <laughs> a Swiss Army R two D two. That's kind of what he is, and, and you know, it's kind of that they're able to go and kind of pick, sort of, uh, you know, every single. Um, what you call it, like every single accessory or kind of extension of himself that they ever did. Yeah. I just think that's amazing. You know, the uh, the Princess Leia um, hologram little figures in there? Yeah. That's just like such a nice like little touch. That's awesome. That you can put on. And are, are those batteries at the bottom to kind of just... Uh, I think yeah, now, if, yeah, if you look on the, if you look on the, um, the website there... Uh, if you look at sideshow.com, which I am now looking at, um, if you look on the, um, you know, they have the full photo gallery, right? But if you look on the um, the page yes. that shows you all of the features kind of all together, you see all the stuff hooked up. He has the lamp that he powers in Empire Strikes Back when they're on Dagobah, which lights up. He lights up. Um, he actually has remote control light up function and remote control sound effects. So there must be some sort of little remote control in there for those sound and light effects. You know what? I think it's the actual Star Wars bar, like the I think you're like right. Block. I think that's what it is. I think you're right. So he's fully lit. He's fully uh, sound uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, the, you know, it's appropriate lights as well, like the lights change colors where they're supposed to change colors and so on and so forth. Um, you know, this is just short of, I mean, if it was, if it rolled <laughs> and you could turn the head, I mean, you, you'd have a pretty functioning 112 R2-D2 here. Uh, you know, especially with all of those, um, you know, those, those add-on, pop-on accessories I just think it's another home run. And right, like you said earlier, the holographic um, Leia, and he does have that little projector light, which you project onto that figure. And it really is a neat effect. If you look again um, at the photos, you know, there's actually, um, Mr. Monty, is there two Leia figures in there? There are. One uh, where she's one standing one and one's standing, crouching. One kind of like right? hunched over a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of amazing. And uh, it also has the slot, and it must... Uh, oh, it comes with... I guess it comes with the uh, um, with the piece as well. Uh, it, it has that little slot for you to slide the, the plans in. There's a photo of the 12-inch uh, Episode 4 Leia kind of sliding the plans in, yeah. like, like in Star Wars, so that's great. Uh, 60% die cast metal dome. Um, so yeah, so there's metal parts in this as well. Remote control light up. We talked about, I'm going through the pictures now also. 
um, to see if we've missed anything. Um, as far as has the lightsaber to pop up out of the top. I really love that they show like all of these, you know, it kind of reminds me of, um, in, is it, I think it's return of the Jedi where he gets shot in the Endor bunker and all of these things kind of pop out and he goes, you know, like a little like overcharged. And that's kind of, it's worth saying like, obviously we've said for quite a while now that with hot toys, you get quality. You, you always do with all of these figures. And this has a price point right now of $243. And considering how much you're getting for $243 is yeah. quite impressive on a figure. Well, like this. To, to get to two forty Now, if you look at previous versions of R2 and there have been from hot toys, I think there's at least two that I can think of. They were not anything like this. I mean, I don't even know that they had light-up features. They certainly didn't have sound. Um, and I don't know that they had die-cast parts either. So I, I think, you know, uh, not to mention the fact that they didn't have every single sort of accessory that R2 ever displayed, you know, sort of in anything. Uh, you know, and we're talking about, what, six, eight movies here that R2 has appeared in. Um, with different things flying out of them at different times. So, you know, to, to do all that research, I think the lamp is a great feature and you plug it into them and it lights up appropriate. I mean, cause that's, that's what you got, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, this is just, once again, this is just, I think it's hot toys saying, how can we top ourselves again? You know, how can we do our two again, but not do him it's almost like the ultimate R2. You know, they don't need to ever do another one unless they can get him to roll and his head to spin on a remote. Yeah. I don't think they need to do another one of these. I think I think this is the penultimate. So, as I said, it's $243. You can do a two months of uh, just underneath $110 after a $25 deposit. This is That's because it's in stock. Yeah, yeah, but but my point is the fact that this is if you need to get somebody a gift for this December for the holidays, who's a Star Wars fan, oh, ab- yeah. absolutely consider this. You are getting an absolutely quality figure right here. Uh, you guys that... should just chip in and get this for OG. We got one right here. Why do we need to get one for OG? Yeah, That's mine. <laughs> Something happened. I don't know, man. Really? Things happen. Really? Mistakes are made. Okay. Yep. Hey, you know you look one way, you look another mis- way, the box is gone. What are you gonna do about it? You would be you would be making a mistake to do anything regarding me and messing with an astromech droid that I own. Just, that's all I'm saying. I have a feeling that if I didn't put it in the unit, the other million boxes you have in there, I think you might forget. You <laughs> or you so? already have three of them in the unit. Really? Do I have already three of them in the unit? Probably. Idiot. Truth for on that note, boys, let's uh, let's go to the wrap up. boys it's time for the wrap up for today for episode 568 of geeks of tng don't touch my sister today we enjoyed organic animal crackers 
that we did. We also enjoyed a fresh new trailer um, for the first Black Widow, uh, for the only Black Widow movie. Uh, it's being called a teaser, but uh, we're calling it a straight on trailer. Uh, overall, really great. Um, I, the only thing I'm hoping for is that we get a we get to hear like see the, the more of the bad guys in the next trailer. But uh, overall, I think a major win that uh, will will do pretty well at the box office. Yeah, a couple of great characters in there. Um, yeah, we already talked about Taskmaster. I want to reiterate uh, that I think the David Harbor older Red Guardian looks really great as well. So I'm looking forward to see how they handle that character. Um, we then talked about the new Rise of Skywalker TV spot where Ray controls the stormtroopers. I say this is a natural sort of extension of her powers that she already sort of show showed that she has shown uh, in The Force Awakens. I think this is uh, probably just a natural extension of that. Um, we then talked about the fact that... Uh, the projected box office for this movie is a tad low for a Star Wars movie, and rightfully so. It's coming off of, you know, Episode Eight, um, which destroyed also the movie that followed it, Solo, in the box office. And it's not surprising that with the exception of The Mandalorian, Star Wars fans right now are extraordinarily skeptical, and they have every right to be so. Indeed sandwich. We hit on the Disney Plus unveil for December, seeing all the wonderful releases, highlighting the Jeff Goldblum show, as we always do on this. It's fantastic. Wonderful program. We then hit on Ghostbusters Afterlife, where they're going to go save their dead friend, Harold <laughs> Ramis, and bring him back. I, I don't um, I don't think that's the thrust. It's totally what's movie. going on. And then but sadly, we, we but, heard but about But we all it. agree that the movie's gonna, the trailer will get posted right after the show posts. And then sadly, we heard about the untimely They haven't said, death. though, have they, Monty? They haven't given any specifics about it, just that it's due any moment. It, it's supposed to be coming out this time this week, uh, sometime this week, rather. But with the uh, but with something like this, whenever we post a show, one really good one good part, of, good bit of news comes out right after I hit the upload button. So that's why I assume it's just going to happen probably at about 9 o'clock Tuesday night. So... Speaking of death, of Mystery, Science, Mystery Science Theater 3000 died from Netflix. Died at Netflix, and to warm our hearts after all this death, Ethan Elliott <laughs> finally reunited on that wonderful four-minute Xfinity ad. Indeed, and uh, in terms of some Star Wars merchandise, uh, we have this amazing uh, uh, Atsy pilot here, which really is the highlight of everything. No matter no matter what Kev buys from Hot Toys. Uh, also, we do have some uh, Baby Yoda, Baby Kevin, the child merchandise that's going to be dropping, but it's not going to happen for a few months. And we have this stellar, absolutely outstanding uh, R2-D2 piece from Hot Toys, which if you need to get uh, somebody a gift for the holidays who's a Star Wars fan and you kind of like them, yeah, get this. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. It's, it really is out of this world. So, absolutely amazing stuff right there. Fabulous. But, All boys, right. I think that kind of wraps up episode 568 of Geek TNG. You can catch us each and every week over at geekstufftng.com. You can hit us up on the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. And in terms of uh, social media, you can find me, Monty's Mayhem. 
M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Find me over at the Twitter, on the Instagrams, and um, also on the Friendster. Yeah. Yeah. Big Cav, what do you got? Uh, you can find me on the Xbox One network under Big Kev GS, where myself, Cousin Dave, uh, Uncle E-Rock, uh, Jay Ham, and very rarely The Sandwich <laughs> uh, are trying to bring law and order to a lawless West. Um, we're playing Sunday, by the way, Sandwich. Maybe you could I don't know, make some arrangements so that you would be able to join us. Just just saying. Just, that's, a, that's just a thing. It's a thing. Okay. Otherwise, uh, BK Geek Stuff uh, right now for the other social medias. Well, calm down. Product it's not me. It's my roommate who can't sit still for five minutes. <laughs> Sandwich. You can find me on Instagram and the Xbox One Network at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Yep, that's her cleaning in the background. If you're on Instagram, you see there she is sweeping in the background rather than, you know, I don't know, waiting five minutes for me to finish the show. So just just saying. And with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich. What? Why are you pointing at me? I want to make sure you get it. Don't. I get it. I've been getting it for years, son. Yeah. Wow. You just sit there. With that, Mr. Monty and Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. Episode 500 and something. 68. 68. 568, the one we're calling, I guess, Don't Touch My Sister. The way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, OG, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. <laughs>